0: March 7th, 2022, We're in Masikhit Sanhedrin, on Nunvav Amud Aleph. And before the lines get wide, we count up five lines, just a few words, four words onto the line. It's Tanur Rabbanan, it's a Biraita. Tanur Rabbanan, if you recall, our context, the discussion that we've had, and we even began this already last week, is Migadef a person who unfortunately curses God. So Tanur Rabbanan, Ish, Matalmud Lomar, Ish, Ish. Or alternatively, the way you'd read it is, Ish. The Pazuk on the one hand mentions in the context of a person who blasphemes, Ish, but it doesn't only say a person, it says Ish, Ish, which comes to tell you any person. Any person, what are you coming to involve? I mean, so Torah, which is written for Am Yisrael, the understanding is when the Torah will tell you Ish, Ish, any person coming to include as well of Kochavim of Kochavim of course being idolaters we'll call them Bnei Noah um, even non-idolaters just non-Jews they too are Muzharin Al birkata Hashem Ki Yisrael so Charlie asked me last week says they're so why would they not be cursing out God alright this is the azarah. this is for non-Jews they are Nizhar to not be azara. it's going to be one of the Sheva Mitzvot Noah additionally is uh, for those people whether they're idolaters or not they're not supposed to be. Then Nizhar on Berkat Hashem says the Beraitah Ki Yisrael, just like Yisrael. In other words, it's an all-inclusive pasuk. Ish Ish comes to tell you not only Yisrael but the non-Yisrael as well. We'll call them the Nochrim, the Goyim. neheragin However, you should know that although they're punished by killing, execution, just like Israel. their punishment specifically is different, whereas Israel gets sikilah, as the Mishnah told us in Daphnun Gimau, umot ha'olam gets saif, they get beheaded. <laughs> What's that? Doing it. Our Beit Din. Our din. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, listen, they're, they're, they are to appoint their own batei dinim as well, but we're dealing with the circumstance where we're in charge, we have jurisdiction. We have control over them as well. It will be one of the sheva mitzvot b'nei roch, that they're supposed to have their own Bate dinim as well. But yeah, even us. I mean, it's an interesting question. I'm, at this point, unless we develop it further, at this point, it's a pasuk. Rashi will cite the pasuk. The pasuk says, ha adam ba adam damo yishafech." It's a Pasuk in Parasha Noah. a person who spills the blood of another, his blood will be spilled, should be build, spilled as well. And the understanding is, his blood being spilled is similar to the spilling blood of the other. And our assumption is the general case of a fight, of killing, is not stoning, it's not burning, it's not even strangulation, it's killing with a sword. And as a result, the Derashah is that, Umot HaOlam, a non israel gets the, Damo Yushafik shekomitaha amura b'bne Noach, the death penalty for B'nei Noach will be specifically and only Saif, that means to say in all the Shevat mitzvot B'nei Noach all the seven uh, mitzvot that the, the non-Jews are commanded in as we read ahead last time the bottom of the page will teach us that from a B'rayta. each of those is punishable by Saif by beheading says the Gemara Veha this law, v'zeh, mehacha, not nafka, is it derived mehacha, from here? In other words, this law, that B'nai Noach, that non-Jews are commanded as well, in not blaspheming, in what we call berkat Hashem, it's derived from ish-ish, is that really so? mehatam, hatam, the taf and shin in, the in the Aramaic, very often interchange, means sham, there, nafka, it's derived from elsewhere. This is the pasuk, the Gemara will quote on the top of nunvav Mudbet on the other side of the page, is it's the pasuk in Bereshit, Perak Beit pasuk Tetzain the pasuk says Vayesav Adonai Elohim al Hadam leMor. It's the command of Hakadosh Baruch Hu olam to God to Adam Harishon, telling him you can only eat from Eitz not from the other fruits of not from the other trees of the garden. Now in that pasuk they read every single one of the words very carefully and derive from it. Eirem is some sort of hint to Sheva Mitzvot Ben Enoch to one of the seven mitzvot. So Vaisav will be the dini. That we'll, we'll, we'll see that that they have to establish for themselves a court system, but Adonai Elohim, each of those is nidrash al on their own. Hashem is berkat Hashem. They're so not allowed to blaspheme God's name. Uh, Elohim will be a specific halacha as well. We're going to derive from each of them, but it means that ultimately speaking, we're deriving it not from the pasuk ish ish but rather from Hashem. Why do you need two pesukim to teach you the same halacha That B'nai Noach, that non-Jews are punished by death if they commit Birkat Hashem, if they curse God. So again, says the Gemara Veha, and this law of mehachan nafka, and the last narrow line here in Daphneum, vavamudalif, mehatam nafka, it's derived from there. Hashem, that word in the pasuk zo katashem, Hashem, that's where we derive the uh, the mitzvah of sheva mitzvah benedoch berkat Hashem. It might be it's haknafha. We're gonna have two separate approaches to this matter. Or, to, uh, or a disagreement about specifics of So we ended with this last week. Rabi Itzhak approaches that the Pasuk Now that Pasuk reads as follows. The pasuk says any person who is uh, involved in wrongful speech about Shem Hashem, it doesn't specifically say Hashem, Yod Kevav, okay? as that Pasuk emberesít az over here the pasuk is coming to be all inclusive in a general sense so the understanding in turn is whereas Hashem Elokim in Bereshit, the pasuk that we say is Hatam, that teaches you that you're not allowed to mention God's specific name, Yodke Vavke the four letter name of God and curse with that name and by that name, that's what's derived from over there, this pasuk of Ish Ish, this pasuk which is all inclusive teaching me that furthermore you're not allowed to, even in kinuyim what's included in kinuyim other names of God shin yod elokim there's a debate there's a dispute about whether adni Aleph daled non yod is included as as shem well, ha Meforash, like yod ke or it's kinuyim for our purposes what matters over here is the reason you need two pesukim is to be all inclusive one pasuk vaysav Hashem elokim is teaching me shem ha yod ke-vavke shem ha-kadosh baruchu and then ish uh, ish a Person who wrongfully speaks about God, that Pasuk is coming to go further and to teach us that even one of the Kinuyim. No, because the Pasuk is not specific that we're dealing with Shem Hashem. It's Nokev. Or ye Elokav. It's a person who curses his gods. It doesn't mention Yod Kevavke as opposed to Vaisav Hashem Elokim is the name of God. Well, obviously it's included. Well, if I just had one pasuk, even Ish Ish, if I just had one pasuk, the pasuk of Ish Ish, I would say, don't go so far to be fully inclusive, just have it as Shema Meforash. The fact that I have a pasuk that's Shema Meforash that's that's mentioned, and now I have another pasuk which seems to be all inclusive. I'm willing to go all inclusive. Otherwise, I would have gone minimal effects. So Says the Gemara bimeir, but this is specifically according to the bimeir. You're going to have to see who what be, is in just a moment, because after all, this is all coming to answer. Why do I need two Pesukim, that Pasuk of Ish Ish, who's Mekalei Lelokav, and a Pasuk of Hashem elokim? The answer was for Ovdeko Kochavim, for non-Jews, for Bnei Noach, to say that not only on Shem Meforash, but on Kinuim, on the other names as well. So as the Gemara, that would be specifically according to the Bimeir. Who's Rabi Meir? And this is the answer of Rabbi Itzhan Chak Nafcha. Who's Rabbi Meir? And what's Hachamim? What's that? It says the Gemara De as the Beraitah teaches. Here's our Pasuk. Ish, Ish. Again, the Pasuk says, Ve'el B'nei Yisrael Tadabbele Mor. Ish, Ish. Ki Yikalele Eloha Venasa Chet'o. Pasuk says, Any person who is Mikalele, who curses, who blasphemes his, his God, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Venasa o. Stop for a second. What do those words mean Venasa o we say counted because it's to raise means you raise up their heads and by so doing you're counting them by Abraham is he's looking he raises his eyes and he's looking would probably be loosely translated as and he will carry his sin he will carry his punishment he is responsible it doesn't specifically say death penalty. It says It could be other matters. It could be other other punishments. Anyway, says the pasuk. Just keep that in mind. Ditanya, ish ish ki asks the beraita what's the chidush? Why was it necessary for the torah to mention in this pasuk that if a person curses halokin neemar? Didn't the pasuk say? Uh, immediately afterwards, vinokiv shem hashem motyumad. Explicitly, it says he gets put to death. You have a redundancy over here. On the one hand, the pasuk says if you're nokev, which we explained earlier on uh, in the sugya, means you're Mekalel, You're nokev, shem elokav. You mention God's name, not in vain, but in cursing. Motyumad, he gets put to death. Right after it says, by the way, any person who curses, v'nasachito, he'll carry his sin, the burden of his wrongdoing. Uh, that's. that's Asharah, uh, but it's not. It's o, It doesn't say don't do is Don't do. It's two mentions of punishment. Mm-hmm. Says so the beraita. This again. We're not. We're not yet in the context of non-Jews. We're in the context of Jews. The pasuk. We're just reading it sim- simply. Pasuk says vinokev shem. The first Pasuk we're dealing with is, no Kev Shem. What does the word Shem mean? The name. The name is Shema Meforash. Yod Kevav Kev. On the one hand, the Pasuk says Shem, I would believe perhaps it's only Shem It's only the Yodke Vavke name of God. How do I know to include by Yisrael that if a person were to curse God with another name? Period. Says The reason you have two pesukim back to back by Yisrael. Forget about non-Jews for a moment. Uh, By Yisrael is to teach me that Yisrael is nizhar and Ne'inash, is warned and punished not only for Shema Meyuchad, for Yodke Vavke, but for any of the names of God if they are to curse, if they were to curse with them. Now, that being the case, according to Rabbi Meir, I take a step back and I say, oh, now I understand, says Rabbi, it's ha ha If that's the punishment for Yisrael, if for a person amongst our nation, our tribe, goes ahead and curses God with any of the names, he gets punishable by death. So we say, well, it stands to reason. Ish-ish will tell me that for a non-Jew, it's the same liability, it's the same punishment, or it's it's a punishment of death as well. Rabbana and the Chachamim are going to disagree. You see, the hachamim are going to say, don't read those words, ven the way we read it just a moment ago. They're going to read it as follows. Shem yumat, is a reference to if you use yuhad, yot maybe adni. in that circumstance, you get put to death. What if you used one of the other names? That's not death penalty. Now, bring that over to a non-Jew. Bring that over to a non Jew. What's the halacha? going to be a non Jew who, in turn, is using one of the kinuyim, not the explicit yod ke vavke. And you'd have to, I was going to say, you have to imagine always. I guess we have non Jews who today know yod ke vavke. But you have to imagine they're going to use another name with reference even to our God. Now, in that circumstance, put to death, well you can't imagine so if the Jew yeah, if an Am Israel is only getting cut it so you're not going to give a non-Jew a more severe punishment for that and that's why it be it's hakenav ha just a moment ago said aliba meir aliba means according to the opinion of right according to oh. meir who yeah. tells us that kinuim for Yisrael gets put to death so too by a non-Jew oh. what's that? Well, it's, it, it's a good question. We, generally speaking, do not talk about it in their context. Harambam, for example, mentions, and again, the Nosei Kelim, the Mfashima, uncertain about whether he means it as, across the board as he states it. His assumption in one or two places is that Karet means you get cut off from Olam Habba. To talk about that in the context of uh, of umot haolam, not so simple. Uh, so you'll you'll rarely, rarely, if ever, find such a reference. Because again, the Mishnah will start the last paragraph of Masechet Sanhedrin. that's not to say that, uh, that umot haolam can't, but it means that the punishment per se is not going to. If we're not assuming their inclusion in it. It's not really going to take them out of it, so no. We're, uh, certainly in Sheva Mitsvot Bnei Noach, we're talking about death penalty. Certainly in Ish Ish, we're going to be referring to, and that was the statement by Umot HaOlam, by a non to death penalty, and that's why it beats Haknaf Again, has the statement Ali because here it is: omrim If you maybe if you mentioned the Aleph Dalet Nun Yod, if that's that's if Yuhad as well, that's what you get death penalty. but any of the other names you're only what does it mean only it doesn't mean without a punishment it means only with karet. You know, I say only but okay it means you don't get that put to death in the physical way by human beings well, you know, the other names. it's saying the other names are not, not, not minimized but comparatively to yes Compared to Aleph, uh, Dalid Non-Yud, it is. I, mean, that's, I think we can accept that. You see, there is a debate. We can discuss it if we get to it uh, at one or two junctures. There was a debate when Jews began to inhabit America and they noticed that all, all the coins, it says, in God we trust. Are you allowed to enter into a bathroom with in God we trust on your money? Uh, again, uh, we, would, we would not enter into the bathroom with Shemam Yuhad, We wouldn't even with our kinuyim what about in God we trust are you allowed to uh, until today there are some people who, okay, it's it's rarely relevant any longer unless you have a coin in your pocket because if it's a bill it's inside your wallet which is inside your pocket already I, actually Syrians don't do wallets any longer maybe not I don't know but uh, anyway it's, 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 it's okay but what I'm saying is yes as you move away from Shem HaMiyuchad there are less severities. It's not minimizing in the respect that, we oh, don't care about it. It is less severe as a result. Well, all that being the case, says the Gemara, Upliga, you should know just a few more lines of technical legwork over here. Says the Gemara, this statement of Rabid's haqnav ha, let's one more time understand and remember what he said. He says fundamentally, according to the Hakamim. Yisrael, who uses one of the Kinuyim, Kinuyim nicknames, or not the major name, the primary name of God, to curse, does not get put to death, according to the Chachamim. Says the Gemara, Upliga Dirbi says <coughs> the Gemara, and that would disagree with the opinion of Rabbi Miyasha. I believe that's the way you read it, Miyasha. I imagine there are some people who say this is Moshe. You know, mem yod shin I don't know. yasha. Anyway, the Amar yasha If a person is a non-Jew, here it is exactly our case. What's the halacha again? Rabbi Haknaf Hak quoting from the Beraita told us that according to the Chachamim, the halacha is by a Yisrael karet. In turn, you're not going to say that a non-Jew gets put to death. Says that yasha haya according to the Chachamim says disagreeing with B'atzhak Nafchad's interpretation of the Chachamim here in the Beraita you understand this, what he's stating he's stating that in this circumstance there's a more severe punishment for a non-Jew than for a Jew right? again it means a Jew who uses the non shema Amiyuhad in cursing gets karet not great terrible but not death penalty by human beings a non-Jew who does the the exact same thing gets put to death. What we thought was inconceivable a moment ago, Bimayasha states, How could you make such a claim? We don't make such claims, generally speaking. We assume the severities are, for us, we have the Torah, we're the mitzvim ve'osim, we have all those punishments. We might include them in specific aspects, but not to be more severe. The Amar Kera, the Pasuk says, Kager The Pasuk says, The Pasuk says, Nazuk says in Parashat Timur, if you curse God, you get put to death. Everyone's supposed to include themselves in stoning you. This is a public spectacle and involvement. Then the Pasuk concludes, Now, a ger is a convert. Izrah is a member of Am Yisrael. Isra, uh, today we say Ezra is a citizen. Uh, why does the Pasuk mention that? Rav says again, if you put to de- if you if you used Shema Miforash, we'll interpret it, you get put to death by stoning, but you get put to death for using Shema MiYuchad Yotkevavke. Only Yisrael. Ah, the understanding is the Pasuk is telling you, you want to know who specifically and only when they say, Shema miyuchal get put to death, Yisrael, you want to know who gets put to death, even if they use another name who don't have that leniency. Everyone who's not Gervi is Non jew says the Gemara, says the Gemara, the Derashaf, according to the Yasha Gervi is Rahu de Bainan, Benok Bosheim. Gervi is Rah, the Jews need bin Okboshem they need to mention Yod Yodke Vavke. But a non-Jew, even if it's Where is bikinui, what's that? Where that That's the Derasha over here. He, he has a proof for the first part. He's, he's down he has a proof for the first part that a Yisrael is only for shem hamiyuchar. Shem Yes. the question is do I extend that to a non-Jew logically speaking absolutely not I would, excuse me logically speaking absolutely right I would say that the same way that by Yisrael you're less you're more lenient when it comes to non-shem ha so too by a non-Jew right that's I think we would go that way if I have a reason to say that the pasuk is telling me a leniency is specific to Yisrael that's how he's reading this pasuk the only reason it needs to be shem ha he's reading it is because it's Yisrael if it was he's another. Because it's not Israel, then it doesn't have to be Shemayim Yuchad. Because Israel gets punishable by death for Shemayim Yuchad. Only. Oh. Yes. So and you want some sort of. Sort being more, stringent. more stringent. It's an ironic thing. He's being Doresh in the Pasuk. You want a logic for it? A logic for it is Shemayim Yuchad is our relationship with God, so to speak. And God. as a result, in their. Domin- give me one second. No. 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 mot mat is death penalty. Yeah, it's that penalty. I got you. He's not. It, it, no. It's hard to argue that way. I can't give. You know, imagine walking into court. Listen, we we're out of uh, we're out of prison, uh, of cells, so we're gonna put you to death instead. Because I mean, it's not open to you, we're gonna put you to death. The logic I can come up with on the spot is as follows: says, Shem haMiuchad, the Yotke Vavkes, or relations. Olam is a statement of Akadosh Baruch to Moshe. HaKadosh Baruch Hu turns to Moshe at the onset of Parashat Shemot, and he says to him, "Ushmiyah Monai, I never taught, I never explained to Abraham, to even Shem which means to say, there's something specific about these people, about this nation right now, and I'm sharing this level of relationship with you through that name. To the extent, again, that Yod he says I exposed to Abraham, it's Hak and Yaakov, never this dimension of relationship it means that's an Am Yisrael dimension. Ironically, in, in as a result, the consequence of that is such that that becomes the dominant side of our relationship with him. That if you're blaspheming him, ironically, it's specifically if you're using that segment, that dimension of our relationship, Shem Yodke Vavke. That's how it works for the non-Jews. They never entered into the same relationship. If they never entered into the same relationship, it's all the same thing for them. If it's all the same thing for them, how are you going to distinguish distinguish between Yodke, Vavke, and any of the other names? I'm going to try to find the parallel in our own lives. I guess something along the lines of a husband and wife in relationship, the wrongdoing is more severe, if, if if one of the spouses acts out of line, potentially the wrongdoing is more severe than a boyfriend and girlfriend. But why so, boyfriend and girlfriend? You say they don't even share that close relationship. Shouldn't the husband be, be able to forgive? Shouldn't the wife be able to forgive more easily? No, but you have to understand, they rose in relationship, they're tighter, and as a result, the wrongdoing is more severe. To what extent? To specific extents, right? In other words, now I'm going to say this relationship is such that we're able to define it accordingly. Yes, there'll be a severity, but it'll be specific severity when we're just dating. So it's a little bit more expansive. So we'll have severities, but I'm trying to keep this together in general. We don't even, haven't even developed that deeper relationship, and as a result, ironically, a wrongdoing, even in the dating realm, would be potentially more catastrophic, because we don't even have that because we haven't even developed that relationship further. Something along those lines. But that's how he works. So it means it's a machlok here between two uh, emoraim, how to interpret the hachamim according to uh, in a circumstance of Bnei Noach and Kinuyim says the Gemara Vir according to this interpretation according to this Rabi Meyasha who says that according to the Hachamim, you get put to death even on the Kinuyim um, of uh, Bnei Noach and he's learning it from Kager Kaizrach what about Rabi Meir Meir who's the first opinion Hi, Kager maya Avidle he has to interpret that pasuk as well those extra words there in Parashat Temor which say you're going to put to death, a person who uses God's name in cursing, yeah, that's right, the context is not only using God's specific name, the context is being put to death by stoning. That's a severity for Yisrael and a leniency quote-unquote for non-Jews. They don't get put to death by stoning, but rather by siph. You maybe would have thought to say since they're included in this wrongdoing and punishment, they're included fully to the extent that they're exactly like Israel, Kama the it's not so. They're only punished by Sif. After all, the first opinion over here. We're going to go through this somewhat quickly. Rabbi disagrees with that second opinion, And according to him, they maintain that according that if it's a non-Jew who doesn't who uses kinuyim does not get put to death. So how does he interpret the pasuk Kager Maya the suggestion would be that if you recall we started the whole sugya by talking about the way that you're liable is because of the double wording the only way is if you curse God by God's name so maybe the halacha is that specifically and it's the same type of ironic spin the Yisrael has quote that leniency our relationship is so deep to the extent that it takes a lot to actually ruin this at this point you need to use my name. Name and curse with my curse me with my name that's how you're going to be liable the non-Jews who didn't develop that same depth of relationship I'm going to throw them out of the way if they just even use my name and curse it without using my name in the cursing Ish, Ish, what about according to the Chachamim in general this whole thing began by saying if you recall any person but the Chachamim disagreed how do they interpret those words Ish and maybe many of you have been waiting for this type of thing throughout. Come on, Rabbi Meir. Ish, ish. That's the way we talk. We say any person, if I walk into the Knis and I make a speech, of course, I'm not Hakadosh I'm not writing a Torah, and that's, that, that needs to be mentioned. But for argument's sake, as an example, I walk in and say, if any person were to, uh, any person, rabbi, that's a completely different thing. For non Jews, they're not supposed to be Shabbat. Had you said, said any part, come on, you knew I was talking to you, I was talking to the Knees. Don't take me out of context and not understand. That's the statement of the Hachamim according to this interpretation. You're getting overworked about this. The Torah, at points, if not significant portion of it, is seeking to speak in the way that the people speak. Any person is the way we speak without having an agenda as to what's underlying that. Alright, that closes okay, so the technicalities. You said it eesh. Eesh. Take it away. We, we want <clears throat> to... No, you can't. You can't. So you it's not ish. Even though it's ish, 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 ish needs to expand it to more anashim, not to the opposite direction. Says the Gemara, and this is what I've referenced earlier, Tanur Rabbanan, Beraita teaches there are seven misod B'nai Noach, and there's a lot of conversations to be had. We have to deal with much of the technicalities, which is not very hard, but there are fundamental issues over here. The question is severalfold. Number one, our own jurisdiction over the B'nai Noach, that we're going to be governing and determining and telling the B'nai Noach, the non-Jews, what they're supposed to be doing. Number two, what does it mean for them to have misvot? If they're not a part of the Berit, the Covenant, so what is it that they do have? How do we interpret their misvot vis-à-vis ours or in contrast to ours? There's a lot of philosophical important issues to be addressed over there. It's the same type of issue as generally addressing and understanding we have these misvot in the Torah. Is there, is there a significance because Akadosh Baruch Hu commanded them or is there something inherent even if he hadn't commanded them? That's the types of issues that can and will arise when you think about the fact that we accept there are sheva mitzvot noach. There are seven mitzvot prior to the giving of the Torah which b'nei noach were supposed to and did hopefully maintain. Says the beraita tanu rabbanan, sheva mitzvot nistavu b'nei noach. Nistavu of course milashon tzivui. There are seven mitzvot which the b'nei noach, literally the descendants of noach, those who are not am Yisrael, that's how we refer to them, they were commanded. Now, I told you there's a mnemonic for doing this. This is what I was taught when I was a young kid. Alef We'll we'll see it in just a moment. And then the three Hamurot, the three most severe, uh, Averot, Shivichutam, Shivichutamim, Gilui Arayot, and Avodazara. Those three, the Gemara will tell us later on, is Yehareg Velia Avor. If someone tells you to commit this or die, it's on those three that you die. Avodazara, Gilui Arayot, Shivichutamim. And then you have Aleph, Bet, Gimaldal. That's the way I remember it. The Beraita doesn't give it to you in that order but it's the easiest way to remember it. It says, here it is, Dinin. Dinin, again, meaning uh, a law system. There's a machlok between Harambam and Ramban Nachmani. Maybe we'll discuss at some point exactly what the nature of this law system that they're supposed to uh, set up sh- for themselves. When say the mean uh, that this what? It's a wonderful question. I'm not there yet. What I can tell you right now is they're commanded. Ah. They're commanded. Hard, uh, not fully clear, because... Firstly, I mean, I don't know that I'm going to address that in the next three will we'll, in which we'll discuss these matters, but we'll probably address it in Dafsadi and, and further when we talk about the generally speaking, we assume haba is now that's not to say to the exclusion of all else, but we say it's the domain of Yisrael, so it's an important question. At the very least, I know this is what they're supposed to be doing and punishable by death if they don't, but your question really is the same question I was addressing earlier. In other words, is this just for proper governance and living in the world, or is there something more to it? Is there something godly, innate? Within these that so to speak merits them further. Anyway, says says the bit. And by the way, if if the, if if it's just fulfilling these and they merit quote the same olam haba. So I don't know, why would anyone want to convert, right? I mean, okay, but the, in dinin, I mean, okay, for all the wonderful things we have, that's the answer because we don't do it for the merit, which is the truth. Dinin uh, again, court system, Birkatashim Hashem is blaspheming, cursing God. avodazara of course, meaning idolatry. giluya arayot, giluya arayot is adultery. Rashi points out. All adultery generally speaking is forbidden. For non Jews, there's one notable exception. That's what I said. All forms of adultery, however, that she said. Yeah, single, sexual homosexual. sexual iniquities, all right. Sexual wrongdoings, They don't translate it as adultery. They gotta say adultery. Gilui expo- arayot, exposing nakedness. Okay, okay. I'm just gonna tell you the one exception. Once you understand this one exception, you'll say all else is included. The one exception says Rashi is from the pasuk by Avimelech that HaKadosh Baruch Hu turns to Avimelech and says, "Return that woman, cause she's baal," which means to say she's already uh, uh, began a relationship yeah. with a. Husband. And so the understanding is if she was just engaged and hadn't begun that relationship, isn't mamash eshetisha ba'al, which means that the, the marriage hadn't actually began, then it wouldn't be wrongdoing. So says Rashi, says the Gemara to a certain extent, and non Jews are not nizhar on arusa na'araham orasa. All right, an important question. Well, the they question married. They married. Not even... uh, important question. Question is, do they have ishut in general? Right. Do they have a stat stature and status of marriage as well? We, we will discuss. But Jesse says it stands to reason. If we're talking about quote unquote an all or nothing, in other words, you began a marriage through relations, they're not doing harayat So then he says, so of course, if this kiddushin in that circumstance, important question will hopefully be addressed. The question is, if they never had even a concept of kiddushin, certainly today they don't. Well, maybe they do in their own way. Anyway, engagement, we call it. Anyway, ushvichut damim is a spilling blood. It's, it's murder, of course. Vegezel is, is, uh, is stealing, is thievery. The evim minachai means that you're eating from an animal before it was killed, before it's dead. Okay, and there's going to be dirashot about each of these. Of course, there'll be a problem, a difficulty with that last one. Evim minachai tosafot will ask this at the top of Dath Mulvav and that is that the Pasuk in Parashat Noach teaches that the Bnei Noach were permitted to eat meat, which means that prior to that permissibility, they were forbidden to eat any meat. If, as I told you a moment ago, we're about to derive this all from a Pasuk 2, Adam HaRishon, so it's hard to believe Adam HaRishon is told no eating Eva Minachai if he's not allowed to eat any meat anyway. So forget about Eva Minachai, he's, he's not allowed to have an animal when it's dead already. That's the question Tosafot will pose. Tosafot will suggest that maybe for Adam HaRishon, if the animal had died already, that you could eat from. You weren't allowed to slaughter to eat. And you certainly weren't allowed to eat even in a high before slaughtering. That's their suggestion. The logic of such we'll discuss in a bit because that's a fascinating thing. It means the Torah begins us, so to speak, in a domain in which if the animal's already dead, you can consume it. It's not the consuming per se, which was problematic, yeah, says Tosafot. It's the either taking the life or taking from it while it still has life, which is interesting. It says the Gemara Rabbi Hananya Ben Gamla, Ben Hananiah, Ben Gamliel, Omer, Af al Hadam Minahai. He adds for him it's eight mitzvot. Ben also blood from a living, uh, living uh, being, which means to say if the animal has not died. And there's blood that's drawn from it, you are not allowed let it drink that. Of course, that's a way of avodah zarab, you know, you should know, but that's one of the sheva mitzvot, he'll have to derive that. Rabbi Chitka Kaomer, av al-hasirus, sirus refers to castrating, both human beings and animals, that would be included, says Rabbi hitka in mitzvot <sabes>, that the non-Jews are commanded to, uh, to, to uphold. Rabbi Shimon av al hakishuf. Rabbi Shimon says even sorcery. Rabbi Yosea kol ha-amur be-parashat kishuf be Noah uh, B.O.C. responds to Rabbi Shimon. says, Kishuf is a specific dimension of this witchcraft sorcery. You should know everything that's included. Not only Kishuf. Again, I'm not proficient in this stuff, The Gemara will help us a little bit. But not only Kishuf per se, but anything else, the black magic and the sorcery, all that stuff. On a person? He, On a person? Only person? Not necessarily. Involvement with it. And also castration, but with... A- animal or, or person. Wow. Castration is animal or person. Wow. Yeah. So, uh, and he cites pasuk, The pasuk says you should not find amongst you Any of these wrongdoings The witchcraft, the black magic and so forth All of these things if you've been keeping track Are the crazy things that we don't know about Key So the pasuk it's an abomination. It's disgusting to God. If you do any of this, uh, listen carefully. And you should know because of the nations in Eris Kenaan who have committed all these things, that's why you're getting the land. Wait a second. Wait, is true? But wait a second, or alternatively, the reason we're taking them out as opposed to someone else is because they did that wrong. Uh, were they commanded? Clearly they were commanded. Do you understand this statement? Moshe turns to Amisel Yisrael Sefer Devarim, of course, with the command of God, and he says to them, he says, listen, I'm about to give you this land. Don't get involved in X, Y, and Z, all sorcery, witchcraft, black magic. You should know the nations who were there. It's because they did that. That's why you're getting it and they're dying. Why, 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 why had they known to do anything? Clearly, they're commanded on it, says Rabbi Yose. again. So, his derashah, oh, all that whole pasuk <laughs> is, uh, several lines down, Elam Ken, he's here. The only way you'd get a punishment is if there was a warning. Clearly, they had a warning. Lastly, Rabbi Azaromir, af al Haqqilayim, Bil Azar says, even for crossbreeding. <laughs> however, however, not all Kilayim, so it goes like this, af al Haqqilayim, Mutarim bin Enoah, al there's a command. And there's a warning to B'nai Noach for crossbreeding Mutarim <speaking> B'nai <in> Noach, lil'bosh kil'ayim To wear a, she- a semen upishtim, to, upishtan, to wear a, what's it called, sha'adnez That they're allowed to do Lizroa <speaking in Spanish> that means clothing Lizroa kil'ayim, <speaking in Spanish> and they're furthermore permitted to seed their ground by cross-pollinating uh, seeds that's permitted as well. Their specific command is crossbreeding animals or grafting trees one to another. Of course, he'll have to derive that. The Gemara's next words are, Lots of commands, lots of statements. Where do I derive this? Is there some sort of hint in the text for it? We'll discuss tomorrow. Amen, amen.